0: Welcome to episode number 115 of Quality Christian Living. I am your host, David Friend. As we continue in our series on decision making, we're going to take something on today that I think will be a little unique and that's why I've entitled this particular episode How to Prosper in All our decisions. Now, that might be a little awkward to think about because is there a guarantee that we'll gain from our decisions? I think there is. I think there's a guarantee that we will prosper in all our decisions, whether they're good ones or bad ones. I'll explain that a little more in detail as we go through this today, and I hope as we go through this particular lesson on decision-making that you'll be blessed by it. So let's just pray and ask for the Holy Spirit to guide and direct us in this episode today. Father, thank you once again for the opportunity I have to bring this message at this time to those who are listening in. I pray, Lord, as we search your word, on how to make good decisions and how to make decisions that will prosper us in all things. I pray that you would guide and direct it today. I ask the Holy Spirit to intervene and to take charge right now of this entire episode, this discussion, this teaching, whatever you want to call it. And I pray that you would anoint me as I bring it forward, Father, based upon your word. I also pray that those who are listening in, Father, would receive a special touch from you an anointing God that they would receive the answers to their questions about decision making. I believe it's going to be a great message and one that will touch our lives Give you praise for it in advance. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. You know, the decisions that we make start just as soon as we get out of bed in the morning. Well, even before that, because we have to decide if we're even going to get out of bed that morning or not. So here's the decisions we face. We get up, we wake up, we decide what we're going to wear, what we're going to eat, then we go to the job that we made a decision to accept that job, or whether we're in school, we made, we made a decision to go to that school. We have to make decisions that day on what we eat and what we wear and how we spend our money, and it just goes on and on and on. Of course, the greatest decision that we ever make is the decision to receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. That's the biggest decision. I'd say the second biggest decision that we make is if we're away from the Lord and we've gotten away from Him and we're not serving Him, is to recommit our life to Him make that decision to get back into a right relationship. So I had to say that because I truly believe in that. I believe that is the greatest decision that we can ever make. So as we get into today's lesson on how to prosper in all of our decisions, it's important we understand that whether the decision was good or whether it was bad, there's a benefit. Let me give an example. When I had a business... home building business, I had to make a decision on purchasing of say a piece of property or a lot to build a home on because that's what we did. We built custom homes. And if the decision was bad when I chose the wrong lot or the decision was bad in deciding on the wrong size home to build or the wrong price in the community we're building in and all those things, many times I didn't make a lot of money on them. And sometimes I didn't make any money at all on a house. I would just build it and have a difficult time just getting my money back and not going into debt or not taking a loss. But when I look back on all of those decisions that maybe didn't turn out well financially, those decisions blessed me. So in order for me to say that we can prosper in all our decisions, I can tell you that that's so true because I prospered from the bad decisions that I made. I learned something very early in our business and that was when I make a mistake, don't make the mistake again. That sounds kind of corny to some of you. Some might be thinking, well, that's kind of silly. That's kind of obvious. But quite frankly, it's not all that obvious. I've counseled a lot of people who made mistakes in their life and they continue to make those same mistakes. So we can learn from bad decisions or poor decisions or in our finances decisions where we didn't make any money. We can learn from that. There's an education to be made in all of those. So let's get into the Word of God now and let's see what His Word has to tell us about how to make good decisions. First of all, we're going to take on the subject of we must have faith in order to make good decisions. The first passage of scripture I want to use is found in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse number six, and I'm reading out of the New Living Translation. Now listen to these words when it comes to being assured that we'll have faith to make the right decisions. It says right here, and it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. Well, that's, that's quite a way to start. When you think about the fact that God says we really can't please Him unless we have faith. We've got to have faith, first of all, to receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. That's a step of faith, and it requires that in order to receive that relationship with Christ. So therefore, if we want to please God, we need to have faith. So therefore, if we have faith, therefore we please God, therefore our decisions will be good. And so we can be guaranteed of making good decisions if we place our faith in. God and not in ourselves. It's so important that we understand that that this scripture tells us that, that anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. So, in decision making, first of all, we've got to sincerely seek God, seek him for guidance, for directions, in all the decisions that we're going to make. So with that, I'm going to move on to another scripture now dealing with faith. In Luke chapter 7 and verse 50, Jesus looked at a man and said simply these words, Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Now, if you go into other scriptures, you'll see that Jesus spoke to people and said, Your faith has made you well, or your faith has helped you to receive healing in your body. And he goes on and on telling us about how faith will guide and direct us and help us and heal us. And quite frankly, our faith will direct the decisions that we make. See, if we have faith in ourselves, we're going to make bad decisions. It's going to be based upon our limited experience, our limited ability, and our limited understanding. But if we truly have faith to trust God to believe that he's going to guide our steps and we're going to have the patience that we need because faith does require patience. A lot of people think that faith means that you're going to get something in Instantly, it's going to be automatic that it's just going to happen. As soon as you say the words, instantly it, it'll happen. Now it can, and I've seen that happen. But in most cases, when we pray, there seems to be a little time that takes place. I know there's a person that I prayed for that I was having conflict with. And when I was a home builder, we had a, a very difficult situation. And the guy was so angry and so upset with me, and he wanted to sue me. Well, he never did. And I believe that God was going to keep that from becoming a major problem because I believe God gives us favor. But he kept coming after me and after me. And so I kept praying, Lord, would you just bless this man and help him? Now, time went by and I didn't see him again, but I was still concerned. And you may find this hard to believe, but I prayed for that man every day for about 20 years before I saw the answer. I just prayed and said, Lord, help him to understand, help him to know that, what I did was good. And quite frankly, I didn't see him. I didn't hear from him. I, I didn't know where he lived anymore. Basically, the whole situation was kind of out of my hands. But I, the Holy Spirit would not let me finish my prayer time without lifting up this guy's name. And so, our Lord, bless him and help him. And about 20 years went by. And one day, I was at a place having dinner. And when I pushed my table, my chair back, I should say, from the table, I looked over and this man was sitting at the table next to us. And I got up, and I walked over to him, and I said, Hey, man, it's good to see you. I just want to let you know I'm. it's just great to run into you. And he looked at me, and he says, You know, I'm glad we ran into each other. He says, Because I i am so happy with the transaction we did years ago. And I'm so sorry, basically, that I gave you a difficult time. Now look at that. God, basically, I believe, was testing me to see if I would have faith that would last a long time. And I think that was a good decision to have faith for this situation rather than to get into some big dispute. So I know that's maybe something that's a little hard to understand, that you could pray that long for someone. But quite frankly, I believe when the Lord tells us to pray for someone, and he'll also let us know when we can stop praying or ease up on our prayers for that individual. So let's move on because it's crucial to understand that faith is the key to making good decisions. So some people might say, well then how do I get faith? How do I have the faith that I need in order to be able to make the good decisions that I need to make and that my decisions will always work out to bless me? might be in the long run, but they will be a blessing to me. Well, let's go to Romans chapter 10 and verse 17. It says here, so faith comes from hearing, that is hearing the good news about Christ. You know, think about that. What it's saying is that faith comes from the Word of God, from reading and hearing the Word of God. It's crucial that we get the Word of God into our life in order to develop our faith so that when our faith is developed, we will be able to make good decisions and we'll be able to make decisions that'll help prosper in every decision that we make. That prosperity may not happen right away, but it will if we grow from bad decisions. It'll help us make better decisions in the future. Therefore, all decisions can be a blessing from the Lord. All right, let's move on now to another item that's required in order to prosper and have the ability to make good decisions in our life. So with that, we're going to take on the word trust. Trust is crucial. Matter of fact, I call it one of the foundational words, one of the foundational things we must have in our life, that is trusting in God. And it must be that foundation in order to make good decisions that will help us to prosper in all things that we do. I want to take you to one of my absolute favorite scriptures in the Word of God. It's one I quote all the time. It's one I use probably almost every day when I counsel people or just when I'm having my own time of prayer, especially when I'm making a transition from doing one thing to doing another thing, we've got to learn to have trust. And you can't make good decisions unless we have trust in God. So I'm going to read in Proverbs chapter 3, and I'm going to read verses 5, maybe 6, 7, and 8. I'm not sure how far we'll go. We'll just see how the Holy Spirit leads us. So I'm reading in Proverbs chapter 3, verse number 5 in the New Living Translation. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Okay, let's stop right there. Trusting the Lord requires a total 100% commitment because it says with all of your heart. And it says, do not depend on your own understanding. There's the challenge. A lot of people struggle with having trust in God for making good decisions because we lean on our own understanding. You see, we let's say we're in business. We've made a lot of decisions on our own. We've made decisions that many times they've turned out great. And so we kind of get confidence in our self. We gain confidence in our ability and our strength and our education and our background and our wisdom and all that stuff. The Bible tells me that God's got greater wisdom and greater ability and greater knowledge than we'll ever have and tells us that we can learn from his knowledge. But we we shut his knowledge out. We close God off in blessing us if we make decisions on our own understanding. So if you're in the midst, let's say you're in the midst right now of deciding to buy a house and you're thinking, well, we need a home and obviously you need a house, but you're not sure what to get. So you prayed a little, but then you stopped praying a couple years ago and said, well, we're just going to watch the market and we're going to talk to wise, people and kind of let's take a look and see how other people are making money. And we'll watch what they do to see if somehow we'll be blessed in making the right decision on a house. So go you, you go ahead and buy a house and you go through all that process, but you lacked in one thing. And that was in trusting in God to help you. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and don't depend on your own understanding. You see, it's so crucial that we don't depend on just our wisdom, our limited wisdom. You see, God's wisdom is unlimited. He has all knowledge. He has all wisdom and he has all truths. So he tells us that make a decision based upon prayer. If we do that and based upon his word and based upon Christian godly counsel, if we if we don't do that, don't get the counsel we need, don't get the word in us, then we're going to make a decision on our own understanding. And I'll tell you, most of the times when we make those kinds of decisions, then we're kind of on our own. We basically said, God, don't worry about it. I got this one. I'm covered. You don't need to help me in that area. Kind of reminds me of the guy who's driving through the streets of New York and he's driving around looking for a parking space. And he just can't seem to find one. He says, God, could you help me? I need your help. What he was doing was leaning on his own understanding of how to find a parking space. So he says, oh, well, I'll just keep looking. But then all of a sudden he says, God, would you help me? You know, if you've lived in New York or even visited the place, you know that finding a parking space can be very difficult. So he's driving around and driving around, can't find one, says, oh, God, help me, help me find one. Then all of a sudden, There's one. And he drives up to it. And as he's taking the parking space, he says, Oh, God, don't worry about it. I found one myself. You see, we do that sometimes. We pray and ask God to help us. But then we do all of our own things. And then when we do something, we take credit for it. I believe Christians, if they want to make good decisions, need to give all the glory and all the credit and all the honor to God. When I pray about healing, I say, God, when I'm healed, you'll receive all the glory, all the honor for it. When I make a decision for something, Lord, I want you to get the glory and you to get all the credit and all the honor for it. Because when we do that, we're making decisions based upon our faith in God and our trust in God that he'll perform it and he'll do that good work that we need and he'll help us with that decision. Let's move on. Now in Proverbs chapter three and verse number six, now it says, "Seek His will in all you do, and He will show you which path to take." You see, there's the next part of this that's so good. Seek God for His will. See, decisions that we make must be led by God's will. So when we pray about a decision we're going to make, say, God, I need Your will. Jesus said it. Remember in the garden of Gethsemane, He said, "Take this cup from me." It was concerned about obviously the crucifixion he was going to go through the next day and he was praying God take this from me but instantly he says no Lord but not my will thy will be done if we want to make good decisions we want God's will to be done some of you might say well how do I know it's God's will well let me give you a little tip the Holy Spirit speaks to believers and he gives us something called peace. It's the peace of God that passes all understanding and see that peace will guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So when we're asking for God's will, when we receive peace after we've asked God for his will, I believe we're receiving his will because the devil's not going to give you peace. God is the only one that's going to give us peace and tranquility and give us a life filled with his blessing. So if you're wondering what God's will is, then pray and seek peace. And When the peace comes over you, it's peace, remember the word says, it says it's peace that passes all understanding. Can't quite explain it. You don't know why you're making a certain decision, but you have total peace about it. You're now ready to make that decision. Because I believe when you got peace, you're in God's country. You're in his territory. You're in his will. And that decision will be a good one and it will prosper you in all that you do. There's another verse in Proverbs chapter three. I think we need to continue reading in verse seven. It says here, don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Verse eight says, then, I like that word then. Then it says, you will have healing for your body and strength for your bones. But that's talking about, not just physical healing, It's talking about emotional healing. And you'll know that you're making the right decision. You know that you'll be at peace. And you know that if you're leaning on God's understanding, you're gonna make the right decision you know if you receive peace when you're seeking his will, you're going to make the right decision. So remember these words. They're crucial. Trust in the Lord. Seek his will. Don't be impressed with our wisdom. And it says then you'll receive basically everything that you need and the decision that you make will be the right one and it'll prosper you. I have another scripture I'd like to share with you right now. It's one that's in the book of Habakkuk. A lot of people don't like to use that one because it's a little hard to pronounce, but It's a a vital message in here, a vital lesson for us to make good decisions. It's found in Habakkuk chapter 2 and verse number 4. I'm reading once again in the New Living Translation. It says, Look at the proud. They trust in themselves, and their lives are crooked, but the righteous will live by their faithfulness to God. You ever seen someone who's just kind of arrogant and kind of like, they're a know-it-all, they got all the answers and whatever? That person, very seldom, they ever have peace. They don't understand what it is to experience peace and confidence. Many times they don't trust in God because they're trusting in their own wisdom, and their own knowledge. And the Word of God here is telling us that we must never trust in ourselves because it basically says that we're crooked. Now, another way to call it crooked is to say we're dishonest or we're not being truthful about who we are and where we place our trust. It says, but the righteous, that means those who are following God, seeking his will, praying, reading his word, not perfect people, just people who are living a good life for God, and they want to be a blessing to their family, to themselves, to their church, to their work with the Lord, or whatever that they wherever they want to offer their time and effort to, and they just want to be a blessing. It says, but the righteous will live by their faithfulness to God. Our confidence and our decisions will come from the faithfulness that we have in God. And if you don't have faithfulness in God, then we need to get on our face. And I can tell you, if, if you don't have that, you don't have that confidence or trust to be faithful to God and to trust Him, then you need to get the Word of God into you more and more. We need to understand that God's Word is a light to our path. It's, it's crucial to understand the decisions that we're gonna make have to be made based upon his word. So with that, hopefully some of these scriptures will be a blessing to you. So I've got another one now I wanna read to you. I wanna spend a little bit more time on this one. It's found in 1 Timothy chapter six, starting at verse number 17 in the New Living Translation. Now this passage of scripture is a little longer than most that I use, but it's got a great message in it, and one to help us in making decisions and specifically our finances, so that the decisions that we make will be good. They'll be the right decisions and they'll be based upon the Word of God. So I'm reading in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 17. I'm going to probably read 18 and 19 in the New Living Translation. It says here, Teach those who are rich in this world, okay, people who have finances, not to be proud and not to trust in their money. You see, we were talking about having confidence and trust in ourselves and our own mind and our own thinking. But now here, we're switching it to saying, don't place your trust in your money. It says, don't don't trust in their money. It says, which is so unreliable. You see, our finances are very unreliable. I know a man that is probably worth somewhere around $200 million. When I was a banker, I knew a lot of people who were very wealthy. I had a lot of very, very successful businessmen that did business with me in my bank. Days and I had many people worth a hundred or two hundred million or twenty million or whatever it might be, and a lot of them struggled in where they placed their trust and their confidence. Well, a lot of people struggle with trusting God with their money, with their finances. And here it says, Don't put your trust in the money, which is so unreliable. That same man that was worth a couple hundred million dollars, the stock market went down drastically. It went down like about 50 or 60 percent. And all of a sudden that 200 million became 100 million overnight. And you'd have thought that he lost every dime that he ever had, that he was now poverty stricken. And yet he still had a hundred million dollars. And he came in to see me. He says, I can't believe I didn't sell sooner. I can't believe that I just kept hanging in there and I've lost so much money. He didn't, he felt like, well, I've almost got nothing down. Now think about that. What I just said, this man still had a hundred million dollars yet he said to himself and to me I've lost almost everything I almost have nothing left see he put his confidence in his money and yet the bible tells us here it's unreliable we'll make bad decision is on on everything if we if we have our trust in our finances because the bible says it's just it's just gonna it's unreliable it goes up and down or it just disappears all the money and all the wealth that we have we can't take it with us we're not gonna take it to heaven so therefore while we have it here on earth we need to ask God to direct us in the decisions we make whether we have a lot of money or we have very little. I'm reading on here now. Their trust should be in God, it says, who richly gives us all we need for our enjoyment. Now look at this. There was a man worth two hundred million. I said, and now he's worth a hundred million. But he had lost all of enjoyment. His enjoyment was lost because he lost a lot of his money. If his relationship was one hundred percent in God, he would have basically, I think, he wouldn't have lost all that money to begin with. Because I believe the Lord would have helped him had the wisdom to make right decisions. If he would have maybe given some of that money and helped other people, I believe there was a great chance that he would have been blessed in ways and maybe even told to get out of the stock market or wherever. They case might be. I don't know, but I can tell you that God is faithful to those who are faithful him and to his work and to his people. So here it's warning us. They should trust in God who richly gives us all we need for our enjoyment. So let's place our trust in God when it comes to making financial decisions. Verse 18, tell them to use their money to do good. You see, that's pretty easy to do. I mean, I've talked to a lot of people being a pastor and raising a lot of money to build buildings, facilities. I've told a lot of people where they should use their money. I'd say, we're trying to build a building. Would you be able to bless us financially so that we can build that building? And the Lord, blessed it, and we raised millions and millions of dollars to build beautiful facilities for the Lord. And today, those facilities are still there. They're still there to minister and help other people. And these the people who gave to that are blessed. The people who didn't give, many of them come to me and say, you know, I should have done this. I wish I would have done that. I wish I could have done that. There's an old saying, if only I would have, could have, and should have. But those are things that we can avoid if we put our trust in God. It says here, they should be rich in good works, talking about those that have a lot of money, and generous in those to those in need, always being ready to share with others. Now, here's the culmination, if you will, the, the ending of this statement of whether you made good decisions or not. In verse 19, by doing this, by doing what? By doing this, by trusting God, by giving to others, for putting their trust in God and not in their money. By doing all that, it says, they will be storing up their treasure as a good foundation for the future so that they may experience true, life. Wow. You want to experience true life. True life is a right relationship with God. True life is giving to others. True life is knowing that God is going to bless us and he's going to prosper us in all things. The Bible tells us that God wants to to bless us. He wants to help us so that we can be prosperous. He wants to encourage us. You know, our God is our cheerleader. He's the one rooting us on. He's the one encouraging us. God's word is filled with encouragement about becoming an overcomer, being able to do exceedingly abundantly above and beyond anything we can imagine or even think. That's God's Word. It's so positive. It's so encouraging. It's filled with instructions on how to live a wonderful life so that we can experience true life. True life is something that all of us desire. And that true life will lead us in deciding on all the things that we need to make decisions on. You see, if we want truth, we need to seek Jesus because Jesus is the only truth. If we want to know truth in making decision in our finances, we need to seek the Lord through prayer, through his word, through counsel with other believers, and then expect and watch and see if God won't pour out a blessing that we can't contain. I'm telling you, this will change your life. If you've listened to this teaching today, you've heard something that will radically change the decisions that you make. Kind of a quick review. Remember this. I'm telling you and I'm promising you that we can prosper in all of our decisions if we understand that we can learn from the bad ones and gain from the good ones. I don't beat myself up when I've made a bad decision or made a mistake. I sit down and say, Lord, I'm not going to do that again. And with your help, I won't do that again. And we can grow from mistakes for bad decisions. And that'll help us make better decisions. So that way, all the decisions that we make will help us prosper. So I believe that, and I'm gonna live with that the rest of my life, and I hope that you've received something very special today and that you'll be blessed by it. So I'm gonna pray for you right now and pray that God will bless you and help you to receive the wisdom to make great decisions. Father, thank you once again for this teaching. Lord, I have a nice outline, I've prepared it, I've got scriptures and all those things, Father. But I believe that your spirit has led and directed this teaching today. And I want to thank you for it, and I give you praise for it. I pray blessing upon all those who've listened in. And I pray, Father, that they'll prosper in all things and be in good health, even as their soul prospers. I pray, Lord, that they'll prosper in all their decisions, Lord. The good ones and even the bad ones, they'll learn from those. And Lord, that we'll grow closer to you through this, Father, because as we draw near to you and get closer to you, Father, you promised that you'll grow closer to us and get near to us. I thank you for it now. Bless all those who's listened in, I pray, and I'll give you all the glory for it. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. You know, I'm going to continue in this series because I, I believe we're on to something that's crucial for all Christians, and that is how to make good decisions. So I'm not sure what the title is going to be of the next topic or not, but we will be discussing the area of good decision-making and one I believe that will be a blessing to you. So if you'd like to hear more about these teachings and hear more about the things that I've written and the topics look, that I have used in, in the past, I'd like to encourage you and invite you to go to my webpage entitled David C author.com. When you get there, I think you'll find references to a number of books that I've written. One has to do with finances in the area of experience the joy of debt-free living. If you're not living debt-free, you can. You can get this book and have the instructions that you need to live a debt-free life. In addition to that, I've written another book entitled, it's on my webpage, Generosity, What's in It for Me? And that shows us that when we're generous, that God has a blessing in store for us and will be a blessing not only to Him, to His work and to others, and really greatly to ourselves. I'm telling you, the more that we give, I believe, the more that we'll receive back. And when it comes back, the Bible says it'll be pressed down, shaken together and running over that we can't even contain it. That's how God wants to bless us. So believe that God wants to bless you. And if you will believe that, you'll go a long way in making good decisions. In addition to that, I've written another book entitled, uh, on faith, it's entitled, Receive Everything from What We Call Nothing. It's based on the teaching that Paul gave that we can call forth those things that are not as though they are. If you're going through a, an illness right now, you might be able to just stop right now and say, Father, I claim my healing and I see myself living in good health. I'm calling for something that's not because you're not healed yet as though it is. And so I'm receiving my healing now. I claim it. I claim your promise in Jesus' name. So if anybody out there right now is listening in and you have a physical need, I want to pray for you. Father, I pray blessing would be upon them that you would heal their bodies and you would restore them, Father. And they would have confidence and trust in you, Father. And they would call forth that thing that they need, Lord, in their body as though it is, as though it's here, Father. And I claim that and I thank you for that promise. And I thank you for your healing touch in Jesus' name. Amen. If you've enjoyed today's teaching and all these topics that we've taught about, over the last year, you could subscribe to my podcasts on cpnshows.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. I will be continuing for maybe another couple of podcasts on decision-making. I'll see how the Lord guides and directs us. But after that, coming up in a few weeks, I'm going to be teaching a very, I think, lengthy series of messages dealing with God as our source. Because if we understand that every good and perfect gift comes from the Father, then we want to know how we can get that perfect gift, how God can bless us, and acknowledge that God is our source of blessing. And, And when we do that, we're going to live a wonderful life and overcome coming life, a powerful life, or one that I like to call a quality Christian life. Now, quality Christian living is a podcast designed to help us have a balance in our walk with God. That's why these topics in our podcasts have ranged from prosperity messages, to faith messages, to financial messages, to decision-making mes- messages, and various topics in between. So we've, we've done 115 of them now, and I'm so thankful to all of you who've listened in. I mean, what a blessing that you've been. The Recently, I noticed that we had, in one month, reached out to 92 different countries in this world. I'm just amazed to see that's taking place. And we we have literally thousands of people who tune in every single week to listen to these podcasts. So I'm kind of humbled by it, but blessed by it. And I hope that these messages will bless you and they'll give you an understanding of what the future and hope that God has for you and the purpose that God has for your life. So with that, I just, I just want to encourage you to know that God is going to help you make great decisions and he's going to bless you and all that you put your hand to because that's the kind of God that we serve. So let me serve with these words of blessing for you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and may he give you peace. May you prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. I just love those words. I'm not sure where I received all of those. I know that some of them are from scriptures I read, but they're a blessing that I'd like to impart to you. So receive that today and be blessed of the Lord. So until next time, I'd just like to say, may God richly bless you in all that you do.